Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Tio. Hello, my name is Tio, and I play Constance the Expert. Hannah. Hi, it's Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. And Kyle. Hey, it's Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. All right. Last time, JR, you had a unpleasant conversation with the body of Chief Stoney, if not the spirit, before making a daring escape from the firmament police station with your uh, young ward, Leon, in tow. Alvin and Constance, you had a bit of a scuffle in the woods with Rahul and with Mm -hmm. Fred and learned a little bit more about this entity that you are grappling with, which referred to itself as the Consensus. While you were engaged with it, a fungal wolf entered the forest and engaged you. We're going to pick up with Constance and Alvin in the forest. Constance, you are sprinting away from Detective Galvan as this wolf has tackled her. And Alvin, you are still in your coyote form running towards Constance. And the two of you meet about halfway in between these two incidents. What do you do? Where's Detective Galvan? What happened? I mean... <laughs> what what I don't I don't I don't speak lupine. <laughs> I just, okay, I'm <laughs> I mean though the face right. There you go. Okay. Oh, what happened? Still so jarring. Did you see the wolf? Yes. We need to get out of the forest and we need to call for help, but Detective Galvan is no longer with us. She's it got dead? her. Whatever is happening to people, it got her. I don't know if she's coming after me. I'm like looking behind me. I, we need to get out of here. Yes. I agree. Yeah, we should probably regroup. Have you heard from Jr.? No. Now that I you mention it, Leon. I haven't heard from anyone, and I don't know if that's just because we can't get a signal out here. Could I jump on your back? Can we do some sort of weird nature documentary thing where I jump on you and you run us out of the you woods? Want Princess Mononoke? Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I roll athletics. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good cut. So, Constance, you're jumping onto Alvin, and Alvin, you are trying to run out of the forest? Yeah, we're going to tear ass out of the forest. And I think on the way, it seems like people are being whammied or mind-controlled, and it may be safer to just assume that anybody we come in contact with might be fungal. But it seems like it's traveling. Oh, like it hops from one person to another person? Yeah, I, I don't think we know enough. Uh, I would love you to... swing by and check on Raul? Ah. Uh, I'm not saying that we can never help, but right now we have no idea how to help. And clearly whatever it is, is taking over. So it most likely will follow us out anyway. And we can go back and help Raul and Galvan when we know what to do. Like, what what are we doing except putting ourselves in the way of potentially being whammied right now? And Constance, I think as you mentioned that, you hear not too far away from you. The cracking of branches. Don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, let's book it. We're going to book it. Okay, Alvin, roll no limits. That's a weird one. Got plus three to it, though. (laughs) Seven. On a seven to nine, there's a consequence. You suffer one harm, you take minus one forward, or you need to rest right now. I think need to rest right after getting out of the forest makes sense because I've also been fighting and been going kind of back and forth where coyote, not where coyote. It's been a bit of a taxing day. I agree. I like that one. So Constance, you jump on Alvin's back and Alvin, you take off at a full sprint through the forest. Those crashing branches follow you for a little bit, but after a few minutes, they subside. And not too long after that, you make it to the edge of the forest. Uh, Not too far away from where the search party have set up. You can see Detective Galvan's squad car, but it doesn't look like anyone is at this base camp right now. Mm. And Alvin, when you arrive, Constance, you leap off of his back and he just kind of collapses to the ground. Not unconscious, but almost entirely immobile. How far does he collapse from the squad car? Uh, Let's say like 25 feet. Alrighty then, I'm going to attempt to drag Alvin into the squad car that I will be breaking into now. 
I don't think there's a role here. This is just a question of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can drag Alvin, but it's going to take you a little bit. There's nothing else around me, right? I think there's maybe some like basic search supplies, flashlights and things like that, but nothing else. Okay. How long is it going to take me to drag him? 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Drag me! Yeah, yeah, okay. My muscles don't work. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm grab... I'm a big furry baby. I'm a baby. I'm gonna, uh, I... <laughs> he says this. I'm a this. very furry baby. These are your night terrors. Help. Did you say you're a furry baby? Okay. Uh, Help. I... <laughs> I'm a furry baby. Oh, no. I drop him. Um... <laughs> But I, I only drop him for a second. I pick up one of the flashlights, stick it in my back pocket, and then begin dragging him. That's a good call, because it is, uh, I should add, it is getting dark. Mm. Oh, I plan to use it as a bludgeoning device. But yes, that too. Well, dual purpose. I think you get about halfway to the squad car when you hear the walkie-talkie crackle on. Oh, boy. Members of the search party, this is Detective Galvan. I have new information for you. It appears that two Firmament residents, Constance Rodescu and Alvin Hughes, are involved in the abduction of these kids. If you see them, be sure to radio me your location. Detective Galvan out. Two can play at this game. I turn the radio on. Oh no. Hey, I copied that. 10-4. I think I spotted them headed into town. I'm uh, pursuing... In squad car, we'll report back when I've apprehended them. Who is this? There aren't any other police officers involved in this search. Please identify yourself. Uh, Detective, this is Gerald Ford. <laughs> Gerald Ford? <laughs> None of you are here. Shush. Constance. <laughs> My... President Gerald Ford. Who I think is dead. Shush. I'm not done. I didn't say that. Okay. Let me finish. You're all breaking the character here. I'm dying. I'm also dying. Okay, hold on. Hold on. That's a hell of a manipulation. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Oh, Lord. Now, shush. Let me do my work. I took two workshops from the improv lobster shack, and they were not good. Okay. Hey there, detective. It's uh, Gerald Jasper from County Over. We uh, were, as you know, added into the search party. Don't want to step on any toes, any jurisdiction. Just going to uh, drop them off at the police station for you as soon as I apprehend in route. Yeah, go ahead and roll to manipulate someone. Okay. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, that's a hearty four. Wait, can I help by going whoop, whoop? Oh, yeah. Can you, does that help? I don't. I mean, there's no way that you could get her up to a mixed success. That's true. Also, you're in sort of a catatonic state currently. Yeah. Okay. Gerald, why don't you just sit tight? We'll be with you presently. And the radio goes dead. You're still about halfway to the squad car. I think you got her. I think we're in the clear. Good job. All right. I attempt to roll him under the squad car. I do my best to just tuck my arms so I roll easily. Okay. You're rolling him, you're rolling him, and you get him underneath the squad car. And as you do so, you can hear some branches breaking in the edge of the forest. Okay, shh. Oh, good God. You're like a drunk tired. Okay, I would like to hide behind the squad car as much as possible, and I'm turning off the radio so it doesn't ping. You turn off the radio and you hide behind the squad car as Detective Galvan steps out into the clearing. Constance, Alvin, come out, come out wherever you are. I am so scared for you guys right now. I clearly don't respond. (laughs) No, I say in my head. Alvin, you start to feel like your muscles are returning to their strength. And Constance, you can hear the faint footsteps of Detective Galvan approaching the squad car. 
my plan is to, depending on my uh, how my muscles feel, to roll and tip the car up and over towards her. Wild. I like it. With the hopeful intent of not squishing her like a little human bug, but pinning her in a way that she can't pursue us. Roll no limits. Don't screw me, dice. You can do big numbers if you'd like to. <laughs> Ooh, pretty good. Twelve. Hey! You can hear Detective Galvan creeping up along one side, and you roll to the opposite side, and you push the car, and she tries to get out of the way, but it falls on her leg, and you can hear a snap, and you can tell as you get up that she is pinned underneath this car. Sorry, 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 sorry! Alvin, get her walkie-talkie! Okay. I try to find and snatch it. Roll act under pressure. Uh Uh-oh. Well, good news is I get to mark experience. No. Oh, no. That probably tells you all you need to know. For the listeners out there, it was a five. Uh, You move around this flipped vehicle to Detective Galvan to grab her walkie-talkie, and as you turn the corner, she has her gun out, and she shoots you in the shin for two harm. Yes! And your leg has a shooting pain go through it. It is just one harm, though. Yeah. And you're going to take minus one ongoing to any movement-related moves. I go, ow! And I roll back behind the car. Why don't you come and try again? What kind of gun does she have? It's a pretty standard issue police pistol. Okay. I hurl the flashlight at her head. Uh, roll to kick some ass. Let's do it. With my minus one tough. Constance, help. I'm coming. (laughs) That is a solid five. So on a five, you get your ass kicked. I think to get the angle that you need... You have to come around the corner of this upturned car. And when you do, Detective Galvan has her gun trained on you, almost as though she expected your movement. And you feel a searing pain in your shoulder. (sighs) And Alvin is still on the ground as well. Basically, the two of you are on opposite sides of this overturned car. And Detective Galvan is sort of on the perpendicular side, half pinned underneath it. All right. I pull out the walkie-talkie. Uh, Detective Gerald here, Detective Gerald here. Uh, we have shots fired. Galvan down, Galvan down. Immediate assistance required on the corner of 4th and 10th. I repeat, Galvan down. (laughs) You hear the walkie-talkie crackle on, and Detective Galvan responds, Detective Gerald is a false identity from Constance Rodescu. I need all members of the search party to converge on the rendezvous point outside of the search parameter. <laughs> I get back on the radio. <laughs> oh my god! Detective Gerald here. It, it appears that oh uh, Detective Galvan may be under the influence of some sort of substance. We have conflicting reports coming in. Uh... Stay tuned. Please be advised, Detective Galvan, armed and dangerous. <laughs> armed and dangerous. The two of you are trading these accusations over the walkie-talkie, and I don't think anyone else is responding. Nothing immediate comes of it. Okay. Alvin, what are you doing? Is there, perchance, any oopses on this side of the car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's an oops. Dope. I oops. <laughs> <laughs> As you overturned the car, most things actually fell out the other direction towards Galvan, but one item broke through the windshield towards you, and it is her bullhorn. Huh. Oops. Good oops. (laughs) I've got it. Might come in handy, I guess. So I kind of exchange a glance with Constance and mutter under my breath, so trying to make Galvan not be able to hear it. I think Galvan's probably stuck here until they can call that wolf over. The consensus will know where it is, so I think we need to get out of here. Yeah, I was thinking we would use the squad car. Do you have any suggestions on how we get out of here in our current state? I think it's time to get out again. I'll do a little couple stretches. (laughs) Calisthenics. Little calisthenics. Let's do it one more time. All right, no limits. And this is a minus one because I am using my leg. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. That's a 12. You turn the corner on the car and you pick Constance up and set her on your back. 
and you take off. And I think you hear shots ring out behind you, but Detective Galvan cannot keep pace with your speed. Are you headed towards CNL or are you headed towards Olympic Heights and the gondola? I mean, are those in opposite directions? Yes. My guess is we would run by CNL because when we split up, that's where JR was going. And so yeah. we would swing by there and take a look. Okay. Yeah. You take off down the trail towards the Colorado National Laboratory. JR, you are in this lift and it screams to a halt outside the prospector and the driver who you have threatened with physical violence says, all right, you're here. Get out of the car, man. Just get out of the car. All right, all right, all right. Come on, come on, Leon, Leon. And Leon opens the door and sort of like flops out of the car and then staggers to his feet and the Prius speeds away. The two of you are outside the prospector. You can hear the dull hum of music thumping through the windows, and you can see the lights are on. Yeah, we're going around back. The two of you sort of stagger around back, and I think a few people are outside, and they see you, and you can hear them whispering to one another, but no one you know, does anything. Uh, right. As the two of you stagger around the back and into the prospector. Jasper? Jasper, are you here? Are you just yelling this in the back? Yes. There's no response. There is a loud din inside. What is in back? Is there like an office or what's the what's the setup back here? There is a door that says employees only. There is the small section of the hallway that leads to the bathrooms. I think that's it. Yeah, we're going into the employees only section. You throw open that door and inside is a small office along with kind of like a general purpose storage. It's not very organized. There's several kegs. There's a bunch of boxes and supplies. And all of it is just a bit of a mess. Okay, I'm going to sit Leon down in a chair. Is there like an apron or anything? Because I really don't want to go stumbling into the front, like bleeding. Yeah, I think there's a few aprons. Okay, so I grab an apron and throw one on. And then I'm going to go out to the front area and see if I can find Jasper. You enter the main section of the prospector. The night is sort of just beginning, so there's a few people playing pool. It looks like there's someone setting up for maybe like a show, and you see Jasper behind the bar pouring drinks. Jasper, Jasper. JR. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? It's kind of an emergency. Why are you wearing one of my aprons? It's a long story. Can we just like have a conversation in the back? Mavis, can you cover for me for like just a minute? And one of the other bartenders nods and Jasper walks back with you. Oh, shit. Leon, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, he's hey, not the only one who got buddy. Sh- shot that either. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lift up the apron to show Jasper that I have also been. Oh, that. Oh God. Oh, oh. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be sick. Oh God. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <gasps> I need. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. And he turns away. <laughs> this is this has gone great. Uh, so Jasper, like, I know that you and I had a really fun time with uh Mr. Bitey Bite. There's something else happening, and we need your help. Uh, okay. Mm, what, mm, what can I do? Well, I was hoping mm. you would know some first aid, but this that nope. avenue nope. does not. Okay, all right. Hate well, blood. Can't I? Mm. Cool. All right, I put the apron back on. <laughs> Jasper looks a little green. This is going great. Um, the other thing you need to know, Jasper, is this thing got stony. The cop. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. No, no, no. He's not dead. He's just. Oh well. What do you mean? You ever see Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Like, that sort of thing. Like, they they look human. That's some freaky shit. Yeah, no, it's real fucking weird. But, like, right now, you can't trust him. And, frankly, I wouldn't trust anybody with the police. All right. Well, what do we do? Like, can we call an ambulance? No, no. They'll be listening to the radio. What I need is I need a phone. And I need somebody who can do some first aid. I mean, do you want me to go, like, ask around? Do you trust anybody out there? Is there somebody else that you trust? I I know I'm asking a lot of you. We could call Cecilia. She's a nurse. And Leon turns his head and says, Yeah, I mean, she could help. She works at Firmament General. She could could help. Do you trust her? Yeah, she's one of us. One of us? 
<laughs> no, not not like the weird fungus. Like the she's and Jasper puts a hand on his shoulder and says she's in the know. About Mr. Bitey Bite? About the weirdness and firmament. You call her, let me borrow a phone. Well, if I let you borrow my phone, I can't call her. Okay, let me borrow your phone and then I will give you the phone back. There's no order of operations here. Okay, fine. And he hands you his cell phone. Okay, I'm going to call Constance first. You ring up Constance and Constance, as you and Alvin are sprinting away, your phone starts to ring. I open the phone and go, JR, are you okay? Not doing super great. Uh, come by the prospector. We're using lupine transportation right now. Is that anything? Just curiosity. Anything like the cat bus from my neighbor, Totoro? Or hey, JR. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could really use some medical attention. Jasper's so can... going to call a nurse that he knows. She's apparently... Okay. Well, we're going to figure out a little bit more what Leon is talking about. But apparently, he's been meeting with people who aren't us to talk about weird stuff. Yeah, Leon, we're going to have this conversation once you're not bleeding. You turn to Leon and he is passed out. Shit. We're going to have this conversation when you're awake, buddy. <laughs> well, we'll see you at the prospector. We'll see you then. So I think we have a bit of a montage here. Jasper is on the phone. Alvin, you are streaking through the darkening night with Constance on your back. And eventually you arrive at the prospector where JR has been waiting patiently by Leon's side. And that's the scene that the two of you arrive at about 30 minutes later. Leon, are you okay? He is not conscious. What happened? I mean, he he got shot. He got, well, they brought one of the kids into the station. Oh, right. I got arrested. What did you steal? Oh, I didn't steal anything. I just went poking around and then I got arrested and then I got brought to the station and then they brought in one of the kids, one of the kids that they found. And guys, it got stony. By the way, it calls itself the consensus. Super creepy. Am I right? It's naming itself things, the consensus. Jer, we can put this all in the scrapbook when we defeat it. But for now, really quick, it got stony. It got Galvan too. It might have the whole police department. <gasps> Spoiler alert, there's an APB out for us. So we're all fugitives. Great, great. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world to be a fugitive. I'm sure that this will make for a great never have I ever later. But for now, <laughs> Jasper, you said that we could get some help here. I think it's at this moment that there is a loud banging on the back door of the prospector. And Jasper opens the door and a young woman enters. She is, Constance, probably about the same age as you, late 20s. She's wearing blue scrubs and she's got her blonde hair tied up in a bun. And she comes in with a medical kit and sets it down on the table and immediately goes over to Leon and takes his pulse and starts checking his vitals. Hi. Yeah, I'm Cecilia. I'm one of one of Leon's friends. Who was with him when he got shot? I was. How long ago? 30 minutes ago. Um, can someone give me a hand? I need to get him onto the table. I'll help. And she and Alvin lift him up and she opens her kit and takes a syringe and jabs it into the area where the gunshot is and starts treating his wound as the rest of you are standing idly. We should definitely go back to my place. Do you all remember how the Stergoy couldn't even get in? I have a feeling my boonie did some weird stuff to my studio. That's a good point. I could really use a bath. So (laughs) Cecilia treats Leon's wound, uh, and it takes her probably about 30 minutes. And presumably you all would like your gunshot wounds also treated. Yes. It's going to take at least half an hour for each one of you. Well, she could come back with us? Yeah. I'm not leaving Leon. Can we transport him? I don't recommend it, but if we have to, yes. Cecilia, do you have a car? Yes, out back. We should transport him because the thing that is after us knows JR well enough to know that she would show up here. Yeah, if it knows Stoney's thoughts. Wait, for sure. It's coming here? Probably. Jasper, you should close up. Yeah, all right. All right. Closing time. We're closing up early tonight. Sorry, folks. Everybody get Looking out. for your lives. 
He just prospectors closing. Last call. Last call. Yeah, he actually just plays closing time. They all know. Over and Everyone over knows what that over. means. The three of you pick up Leon, and as you do, you can hear from the front the crowd shuffling out, but also a police siren pulling up. Jasper, you got a way out of here? It's the front or the back. He shouts back to you because he's still in the main area. And I think the three of you, as you're exiting, there's a clear line of sight and you can see the doors swing open and four police officers are standing there, including Officer Wynn. I don't like this at all. (laughs) (laughs) We're like in a zombie movie now. Uh, I'm very unhappy. uh, (laughs) Backdoor, book it. So the three of you, plus Leon and Cecilia, can definitely make it out. Jasper is in the main area. Oh, fuck. All right, I'm going to try to... Oh, God. Do some magic. (laughs) If ever there's a time, JR. What are you trying to do? I'm going to try and bar the police from coming in any further. Okay. Go ahead and roll to use magic. That's an 11. Ooh. JR, what do you say and what does it look like? I throw my hand out and I go, stop. And there's that kind of... The magic I do generally isn't all that flashy. You know, it's not fireworks or explosions or anything like that. It's more of a, like, an energy pulse. So, JR, you pull out your key and you throw up this barrier. And as you're holding the key, you can actually see that the sigils that are burned into your palm are faintly glowing. Yeah. And the four officers are striding forward and... They are repelled, and Jasper sees this, and he takes off towards you, and the officers try a few more times to enter, and when they realize that they can't, they draw their guns and start shooting. And the prospector is engulfed in a hail of gunfire as bullets are burying themselves in the walls and the ceiling and the floor. All of you escape out the back hallway and disappear out the exit. Oh, wow. I hope you have insurance, Jasper. I'm not really worried about it right now. (laughs) Absolutely not. You should be. This could bankrupt you. Insurance is a Ponzi scheme. Um... (laughs) Hot take. I got all my money buried in the yard. Um, (laughs) Cecilia runs to a large SUV and throws the doors open and everyone piles in and you peel away from the prospector into the night. Hey everyone, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 11 of Monster Hour, where it turns out the real monster is everyone that you have ever known. That's right. No one is safe. Trust no one. Spooky season may be over, but we do have one more treat for you all. We reached our goal of 50 followers on Twitter, which means we've got some Monster Hour stickers to give away. If you'd like one, just shoot us an email at monsterhourpod at gmail.com, and we'll drop one in the mail for you. And hey, if you find a cool spot for that sticker, why not show it off on Twitter using hashtag monsterhourpod? We'd love to see where they wind up. Speaking of Twitter, as always, I want to thank everyone who has helped spread the word about the show by recommending us to a friend, either in person or on the social medias. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show or send us a picture of your rating and review, you could wind up with a character named after you. I think I mentioned this last time that there probably won't be any new characters in this arc, but the next mystery is just around the corner. That's all I got for you this week, folks. We'll be back with episode 12 of Monster Hour on November 19th. See you then. I think it's not too long thereafter that you arrive at Constance's studio. Okay, let's get Leon set up. Yes, he should lie down, like, right away. I guess in my room. Cecilia takes Leon in and lays him down in the bed. And the three of you and Cecilia and Jasper are sitting in the main area of the studio. I don't want to whine or anything, but how's my leg hole looking? Oh, yes, right. We should probably get to treatment. It's all numb. Is that okay? Uh, no. That's that's very bad. Um, lay down. 
Okay. And she pulls out her large medical kit and starts tending to your wound. Mechanically, there's going to be enough time for all three of you to receive treatment. Everyone heal one harm. Yay! Constance, do you want to do some research? Also, Cecilia, Jasper, I think you two have a little explaining to do. Yeah, I start pulling out books and I'm like half listening to their conversation, but I'm starting to skim for anything that's like a fungus cult leader-ish thing. It sounds like, Constance, you are doing some research. JR, it sounds like you want to have a little conversation with Jasper and Cecilia. Yeah. Alvin, what are you doing? I think Alvin is honestly needs to take a nap. Okay. I mean, he's coyoted out three or four times since learning how to do it today, and he's done No Limits three or so times. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think he is about as exhausted as he's been in a long time. Yeah, you can crash on the couch. Yeah, I elevate my leg and take a snooze. Yep. I also put the walkie-talkie on the table and go like, the thing that has Detective Galvan has one of these. And that's how they sent out an APB for us. Odds are they're going to come here looking for us. My hope is that uh, this place is protected in a way that helps us all out. But I would monitor this and I leave it on the table for Jasper, JR, and Cecilia. From the couch, I say, if anyone calls our name is Detective Gerald. (laughs) Does Detective Gerald have a last name? Jasper. Well, that's original. I only had a minor class at the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It doesn't matter what order we do this in. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I fall asleep. (laughs) Okay. You snooze it up. Uh, Constance, JR. So, Jasper. Yep. You want to explain? Have you been having meetings about spooky stuff without me? I'm just... I haven't seen you in a while, JR. I'm hurt. I'm truly hurt well that's true you d- and you didn't have my cell phone number but uh i don't know you could have sent up the bat signal or something what's the bat signal jr <laughs> okay we do exist in Should a I universe get attacked by a Strigoi again okay i thought i thought jasper was operating in a world where we didn't have batman and i was just really <laughs> really concerned that he did no. not know what the bat signal was He's talking about the metaphor. Should, I, bat should I build oh, okay. a literal gotcha. bat signal on top of the prospector in case I need to get in touch with you? Honestly, I would be super into that. So, yes. But, uh, uh so you. All right. So- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Get J-R-A bat signal. Um, sorry, that's not in the, that's, that's, that's not in the scene. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, just something I want. But you guys, what do, what do you guys meet about? Do you, do you keep meeting minutes? Can I look? We definitely do not minutes? keep meeting minutes. Oh my god. You guys don't know the first thing about having a meeting about weird shit. You have to have somebody take meeting minutes. Anyway, well, but what do you meet about? I mean, this is Leon's thing. You should be talking to him. He's the one who organized us. I mean, he's unconscious, so you're going to have to do... Cecilia, you got anything to add? I think Cecilia is washing off in Constance's kitchen, and she looks at you and says, I mean, Jasper, is there really any harm? Clearly they know as much as us. Well, yeah, I guess we've been meeting. Folks around Firmament, they want answers. And I think for too long, we haven't gotten any. The official line, it always something drab and boring and safe. And Firmament isn't safe anymore. And the only way for us to be safe is to be safe together. So we've been meeting. Small group of us right now, but we're, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it, as Leon says. What do you know about the lab? Leon's obsessed with it. I don't know much more than that. What about anything weird that's happened in the past week other than those kids disappearing? I haven't heard anything. It's been quiet until you all showed up. Hmm. Well, there's something in the lab. I don't know what it is, but there's something that dates back 
back to like World War II, tests with radioactivity. It's all down in the basement. I, uh, you know, did a little nosing around. Hmm. Uh, you and Leon seem good for each other. Don't say that. I don't, this is not going to be a thing. This is, do not, no, 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 Jasper. I mean, not. We are not a team. This is not a team. This is not, this is not, (laughs) he's not my sidekick. No, no, this is not going to be a thing. Sounds like he runs the group. You might be a side. (laughs) Listen, we're happy to help however we can, but I don't know anything about Cecilia. And she shakes her head. Yeah, we don't, we don't know anything about this. We're not fighters were just worried yeah and i'm not expecting you to be i'm sorry for bringing this to you jasper but you were the only place that i knew where to go hey obviously <laughs> i'd go to stony but he's now controlled by what did they call themselves the community the consortium the consensus <laughs> <laughs> The cons- God, that's such a dumb name. It's so dumb. Yeah, it does sound just, pretty dumb. It's it's dumb. It's real dumb. They totally Jesus, suck. at least Strigoi <laughs> sounded creepy. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, Jasper, is thank you. And Jasper stands up and puts his hand out. You've saved my damn life. You're welcome to the Prospector anytime. We stay safe if we stay together. Yeah, you're welcome. And he gives you a hearty shake. All right, good good handshake. Jer, do you have any other questions for Jasper or Cecilia? I don't. Okay. Constance, you are doing some research? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? So I imagine that I've gotten maybe 20% through this new cataloging that I've wanted to do, which is basically where I've been scanning in pages of some of my old books for my boonie. And so the first thing I do is go on my computer and do a keyword search for consensus, cult, fungi, zombie, infectious, collective, pretty much any of those kind of things and see if anything pops up. And if it doesn't, then I start pulling books that I've kind of put into a corner, like mind control collective type things. Yeah. Your initial search on the things that you have scanned into your computer turns up nothing. And following that, you start pulling books off the library and go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery and take the plus one from your lore library. That's an 11. Hold two. All right. I'm almost tempted to skip what sort of creature is it because I, I think we kind of know that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, let's go with what can hurt it first. So you don't find this creature. Whatever it is, there's nothing that aligns with all of what you have seen in the books. And it takes you some time of digging to find anything that you think is useful. But after an extended period of time, you come across a anthology on Greek mythology, and you are digging into it, and you come across the siren. This is a long section, but the particular thing that you note is that there are some apocryphal references to the siren's mind control through song being disrupted by very loud noises, and specifically in the context of what you're reading, church bells, but... It seems to be the noise that disrupts their thrall. Interesting. Um, you have one more hold. Huh, okay. Um, what is being concealed here? How about that? I think for what is being concealed here, based on your readings of the siren and other creatures with mind control capabilities, it seems like there has to be a source for this. It has to originate somewhere. And so if you think if you can find the source of this, you can stop it. Okay. That's what you glean from your digging, which does take probably a couple hours. Right. So it's early morning at this point. I tell the group all this. I think by the time you finish, Cecilia has laid down on the couch and has gone to sleep. She's a nurse. She's used to being able to sleep in any sort of situation. And so she has just passed out. So it's just JR and Jasper still awake. Do we see anything happen outside? Like, 
Would you need me to roll for like keeping a lookout? No, outside? this isn't D and D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the goblins will attack us at night. I did have that police scanner from last adventure. Yeah, I don't think you've heard anything on the police scanner, and I don't think you've seen anything out the windows, but none of you have been, like, vigilantly watching, so if you want to, like, go take a peek out, you're welcome to. I would like to take a very surreptitious peek. Go ahead and roll to read a bad situation. Oh, no! Ah, crap. I know what, they're going to be standing around like children of the corn! Oh, shit. (gasps) It's a five! JR, you can't see anything out the window. And oh, so no. you go ahead and open the front door and flip the light on. And God damn it. standing at the doorway is a <laughs> crowd of 20, 30, maybe more. God. And hands, just <laughs> all these hands reach out to grab you. Roll to act under pressure to get away. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's not a living dead. I'm so scared right now. Meanwhile... Yeah, like half of us are asleep. Uh, well, it's an eight. Okay. <laughs> JR, you can get back in, but you're going to lose your key. No! Or you can take your chances with the crowd. <sighs> oh my that, god, Quinn, why man, would you do a, this to me? That's a good hard choice. Ooh. Oh. Quinn! Oh god. Well, my hand was glowing last time I used it. Hold on, before I make a decision. What do you mean by take my chance with the crowd? They're going to pull you into them. And do what exactly? You don't know, but you will not be in the studio anymore. Probably Uh, the purple stuff. Oh, I really don't want to get purple stuff. Quinn, if I don't get this key back at a later date... (laughs) That's right, guys. I'm now threatening Quinn. It's a really good way to have good things happen to your characters. <laughs> he knows what he did. All right, I lose the key. JR, there are hands everywhere, and you are being pulled from the studio into this crowd, and you kick and punch and scrape and scrap your way back in. But when you do, you realize that your key is not with you anymore, and you slam the door shut. Bad news, everybody! Like, huh? real bad news. What? And there is no good news this time. This is the Bad News Express. There is, like, five levels of bad news. No personal good news? news. We are <laughs> no personal news. What? There's a giant crowd of people out there. What? So, you're going to have to start from the beginning again. There's a whole bunch of people out there. Who's out there? And it's it's all of them. I think all of you now that JR has turned on the porch light can see this crowd of people just standing in the darkness outside of the studio. And you flip on the rear patio lights and they are there too. And you can see hmm. Fred and you can see Ethel and- Gladys the dog? Yeah, Gladys is there too. <gasps> they are just surrounding the studio. Okay, JR, I know this seems very frightening since you were, you know, in it. But this actually is kind of a good thing. I lost my fucking key. But they're not in here. They're outside. They're outside. And clearly they want to be inside, but they can't. So that's a good first step. here forever. No, I just think (laughs) it means that we have the upper hand and that we can think about our next move. How's Leon? Is he awake? He's still out cold. Okay. I uh, I catch up Alvin and everybody else on... Um, yeah, Cecilia's up. So in my reading, there is an originator. There is a source where this all started. So we, we got to get to the source. Do you think it might be that wolf? It had the big fungus stuff on its back. It's the lab. It's the lab, guys. As you're talking, you hear a pounding on your door. We're not home. <laughs> I kind of just look at Alvin quizzically, like, oh, I think that's going to work. Hold on. Where'd that flamethrower go? I start looking around along the wall for where that little secret cache of weaponry. I pull down all the blinds and everything so they can't see into what we're doing. You go to pull down the blinds and you can see that they have started to press their faces against the windows. That's just gross. And you can hear as you get close the sound. 
Let me in. Let me in. Come on, let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Why? Yeah, why? Why us? Why do they care about us? Oh, come on, let me in. Why don't you just let me in? Let me in. All right. Yeah, I'm done with this. I pull the blinds. All right, Alvin, you're looking for the the armory. The armory stuff. Just kind of tap walls until things pop out. Yeah, I mean, you know how to find the flamethrower for sure. Well, yeah. maybe there's, I mean, we found that one kind of by accident. I start tapping walls and looking underneath picture frames and pulling books off, tilting them out and back on bookshelves. Fishing for a Constance oops. There is a magical <laughs> dagger somewhere. So, Alvin, I don't think there's another oops in here for you, but Constance, okay. you definitely have your armory move if you're looking for something in particular. Yeah. Yes, I am going to roll, actually. From your research, it seemed the only thing that we know so far that can do something to it is loud noises, right? Yes, loud noises. So find things that make noise. I got the bullhorn. We do have the bullhorn. Yeah, but we're going to need more than that. That is a... I can make siren noises. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I can help with siren noises. All right, so that is an eight for my armory roll. Okay, on a seven to nine, what's the effect? I have it, but only the minimum. You're digging around, sort of just searching the weird odds and ends of your boonie studio, and you find a large ram's horn. It is ornately decorated and ringed with gold and silver, and you realize that this is actually not just a ram's horn, but a battle horn. And it's cracked. So you don't know that the bellow will be as significant as if it was whole, but you blow on it and it makes a pretty resounding noise. Cool. Yeah. Magic horn. I guess so. Um, okay, so we've got the bullhorn, we've got the flamethrower, although I don't know how useful that's going to be except just to move people out of the way. I think when you say flamethrower, Cecilia stands up and says, wait, you, there's still people. You're not going to light them on fire, are you? Um. No. No, we would never set people on fire. Good God, what is wrong with you? The consensus seems to also not be affected by the pain of their hosts, so. They're still humans. Probably not. Look, man, you want to make an omelet, you break some eggs, right? Those are our friends and our neighbors. Well, I think Alvin's saying... Let's not cook those eggs. Let's see how our loud noises work. If it's disruptive in any way, we might be able to keep the consensus out of people while we're making noise. Okay. Well, then I say that Alvin holds the (laughs) flamethrower. I'll hold it for now. Uh, Okay, I'll take this magical horn. JR, you want to hold the bullhorn? I'll toss the bullhorn. Yeah, give me that bullhorn. Now, here's a very important part here. There's a little button here. It makes siren noises. It's very helpful. (laughs) So what's the plan here? That's a good question. We're going to barrel our way out with sound. Well, how about we actually test what the sound does to them? Let's see what happens first. Yeah, if it keeps them at bay, we make ourselves a little loud bubble. Okay, I hold the bullhorn up to... Oh, I open the blinds. They're everywhere. Hey, friends. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I hold the bullhorn right up to the window, and I push the button on the bullhorn that makes the noise. They stagger backwards in mass and fall over. They get up pretty quickly, but it's clear that it knocked them backwards. That's good enough for me. We got to go. Are you just going to leave us? This place seems pretty safe. I mean, do you want to come with? We can't get in here. Are we seems could get more hairy. dangerous out there? No, than I, I think they're going to want to stay in here. It's just about how do we get out without letting any of those things in? I don't think they can come in, even with the... With the door open, you're right. Yeah, I think you guys stay here, tend to Leon, and I show Cecilia and Jasper where all the hidey holes are. Oh my god, okay. I mean, you can come with if you want. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Jasper? No, no way, man. And, you know, just put on Netflix and just don't think about what's right outside and do not, do not go outside. Keep your phone handy. Keep your phone handy. Yeah, all right. Okay. Is everyone outside standing up again? Yeah, they're back at the window. Element of surprise. Cecilia, car keys? Um, yeah, okay. And she tosses you the keys to her SUV. All right. So we have the flamethrower, we have the two loud machines. You don't have any other weapons just lying around you because they took everything off of me. Constance, there's a big fancy knife in your kitchen that your boonie has always kept but never 
used for cooking? It's just hanging there over the mantle. You know what, JR? I think I have something you might like. And I grab it. I look JR very seriously in the eye, probably more seriously than I have in the time that we've known each other. And I go, if you lose this, I will gut you you like a fish. Oh, boy. Okay, I won't lose it. I promise. I'm giving this to you because when I look at it, it kind of reminds me of your key. And knowing what I know now about my boonie, (laughs) maybe it's best in your hands. And I (laughs) hand it to her. Constance, can you remind us what the stats are? It is a two-harm hand magic. There you go. Ooh, all right. I've got that written down. All right, ready to go? Pepper spray, pepper spray. Oh, yeah, always. Great. So I think my thinking is we use the sound to keep them outside of, like, a perimeter. Yeah, like one of us in front, one of us in back, Alvin in the middle. Yeah, and then we'll get to the car, we'll get in the car, and then we'll drive. Yeah. All right, let's uh, sally forth then. You swing open the door and there is a crowd of people and they are immediately reaching for you. Roll to act under pressure. And I assume because I have read about this sort of thing, I can use my, I've read about this (laughs) sort of thing. (laughs) Very specifically. You've literally read about this. That's going to be a nice old 12. Okay. You throw open the door and these hands are coming towards you and you bring the horn to your lips and this deep resinous note emerges and bellows out into this crowd and you can see all of them in your immediate vicinity just stop. They just stop moving and they're just kind of standing there. And we're off. The three of you make your way through this crowd, repeatedly blowing the horn from Constance's boonie and the air horn, and you arrive at Cecilia's SUV and pile in, and you tear off away from the studio. Yes! And as you're pulling away, you can see this crowd of people slowly start to come to life, and almost as a mass, as a single entity, start running in the direction of your car. Oh boy, it's gonna get like wrecked. I hit the auto lock, all the windows, doors locked. Punch it! Where are you heading? We are heading to the lab. Guys, I just wanna say, I don't know if it's the lab. I wonder if it's the woods. Quick question. Nothing else had fungus on it, right? No, I didn't. I didn't see. No. Yeah, I think the wolf is the the wolf is the source. Yeah, I think it's in the woods. Ah, fucking woods. We gotta go back to the woods? Well, the woods are like on the way to the lab, right? The woods are past the lab. Here's a thought. Can we still go and put the car at the lab and then run off into the woods? Ooh, I like that. You would need to park at the lab basically to get to the woods. Because if we're changing our mind and going to the woods, I think we should at least make it look like we went into the lab. Okay. You navigate your way through town. It's about four in the morning, so the streets are pretty light, and you arrive at the Colorado National Laboratory. There are a handful of lights on in the building, but it appears to be mostly dormant. You roll up to the front, and it appears to be in some sort of lockdown. The glass door, the sliding glass door that you entered into, JR, there's like a metal covering, almost like a garage door that has come down inside of it, and it looks like it's in a lockdown. Hmm. Is there an intercom? There is an intercom. Okay, I'm just gonna buzz the intercom and see if anybody is at home. There's no answer for several seconds. And then you hear a voice come on and says, You can't come in. I know what you want and you can't come in here. I'm not the fungus thing. That's what it would say. Okay, alright. Well, would it be able to make a joke? Uh, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> Based on my calculations, it's assimilated enough information that it could adequately make a joke like that. Oh my god. If you know anything about this thing, then you know that this would cause something, and I hit the button on the bullhorn. Nice! It reverberates back and creates a really unpleasant feedback loop. I say, hey, hey, we're still here. What was that? What are you doing? The noise scares it off or stops it or it's allergic to noise. I say <laughs> running up to get my breath. <laughs> why why would it You guys know less than we do, huh? Oh my god, what a bunch of Oh dummies. you're all gonna die. Okay. Hey, do us a favor though. If they do come by, 
have some noisemakers ready because that's the only thing that's going to save you. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll get some noisemakers ready. Oh, here's the thing. This is going to be very easy for you. It requires literally like zero effort. If it comes by, say that we're in there with you. Uh, okay, fine. Hey, what's your name? Uh, I guess it can't hurt if you if you are that thing, if you know it. My name's Augie Vall. All right, Augie Vall, follow me on Instagram so that we can communicate. I could just take your phone number. Yeah, I would just like the followers. Okay. Okay, fine, I'll follow you on Instagram. Thank you. Gosh. Listen, on the off chance that you're not that thing out there, be careful, all right? All yeah, shit. thanks, Augie. <laughs> Augie, if you're still alive at the end of this, I'm going to slap you across the face. Just let And me that's our cue to go. Let's go. Thanks, Augie. We'll be catching you on the flip side. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. I really should have tried to manipulate him into doing something. <laughs> I mean, if he does tell them that we're in there, that helps us out because then it's not going to come after us in the woods. It'll just keep trying to get into the building. And at least yeah, we know that him. folks in the lab, or at least that one, is not is okay. whammied. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to transform into a coyote as we go into the woods. Okay. The three of you sat out into the woods, and Alvin shapeshifts into a coyote. JR, have you seen this yet? No. Yeah, it's not just his wolfish demeanor. He is now a large coyote. Wow. I thought coyote up was like a metaphor. How did you think that I was riding on him to get to you? I thought you were on his back like a piggyback ride. Oh, oh, you're so cute. Oh my God. Why didn't you tell me how cute he is when he's a coyote? Oh, give him a scratch right here. Look, yeah, look at that. Look at that. I love him so much. My back leg just starts kicking. He's so cute. All right. I got it. Oh, God, that's so awkward. That's such a weird spot. Why do we have those spots? A question for another time. Let's uh, get the show on the road. Uh, what are the three of you doing as you enter into the forest? I would like to use my nose to try to Ooh. catch a scent. Roll to investigate a mystery with your shapeshifter bonus. Uh, four. Okay. Mark another experience there. You great, are great. wandering through the forest and you just can't seem to catch the scent. Maybe you're not close enough. Maybe the evening has been more taxing than you think, but you're wandering through the forest and you hear something and it's above you. And there is a owl perched on one of the tree limbs and it stares at you. They are spies. With its big eyes and hoots once and flies away. God damn it. I knew it. Whammied the birds. <laughs> Galvan said I was weird, but I was right. I, I, I feel very vindicated right now. <laughs> Galvan said I was weird, but I was also right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone wanted to read a bad situation, you could at this point, certainly. That's a good old nine. Okay, hold one. Depending on how optimistic I feel, I'm either going to go with, are there any dangers we haven't noticed, or what's the best way to protect the victims? So I'm going to go with, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, I think the danger, which you may or may not have noticed, but is certainly the biggest danger, is that these birds are part of the consensus. And I think you know now that they act as one entity. And if that bird saw you, oh, everything shit. that the consensus controls knows where you are. The roost yeah. is up. So the danger is that everything is going to be on you soon. Okay. So we're going to be attacked from the ground and from the sky. Horn should still the horn should keep still most of that at bay. Help us. I feel like it's going to come to us, right? Well, the question is if the wolf comes to us or if it's just 60 people and 100 birds. Yep. We gotta get that wolf. Cool suggestions. Um, hey, Constance, didn't you read that one cool book about tracking? <laughs> Maybe you could give it a shot. <laughs> Who is that author again? Um, Colonel Bellwether Bartholomew the Third. But did you say Bartholomew? <laughs> she sure did, and that's Please. canon. It's an <laughs> great. 
It's an old yeah, translation. Perfect. And what was the book again? Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Environmentally sustainable tracking methods for the common woodsman, woodscrafter, and wily woman. Good. Outstanding. Yeah, I thought I recognized that book. Published in 1928. It's it's on my Amazon wish list, or it would be, but JR doesn't believe in hand-drawn <laughs> sketches throughout the whole thing. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm really glad that you came up with that book name. Um, this is an investigative mystery, though, not an act under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, assuming you're also okay. trying to track this wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's investigative okay, though. You're still good at that. I am good at that. Let's see. Oh, that's going to be a nine again. Can I help? Uh, yeah, you could help. Uh, maybe. Ooh. Can you? That would be the help out and not investigate a mystery. So I can't help with my nose. JR could also help. Yeah. Okay. What would I be willing to help out? Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a nine. On a seven and nine, you grant them plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger. So Constance, you get to hold two now. Sweet. So I'm going to ask, where did it go for the wolf that we're trying to find? Yeah. And then I'll ask my second one after that. So the three of you are wandering through the woods. And Constance, I think you find a tuft of fur that is embedded within a tree branch on the side of a small path. And you can identify that the wolf was coming through here. And I think there's a speckle of blood on it. And because of that, you can tell that it is after the engagement that you had. And so you can track the wolf, uh, at least where it came recently. Okay. Uh, If you want to hold the other one until you get to where the tracks end, you can do that, or you can spend it now. I'll hold until we get to where the tracks end. You all continue following these tracks, and they go deep into the woods. And you are going further and further away from the Colorado National Laboratory and closer to Cathedral Peak. And eventually the terrain starts to slope upward as you reach the foothills. And you know you've arrived at your destination when the trees give way to a logged area. And you can see you've met up with an old Forest Service road. And up ahead of you is what appears to be a old abandoned smelting facility. Hmm. And you recognize that this is the remnants of the abandoned silver mine. Interesting. My hair is standing on end. There are these large structures that are rusted over and the plants have started to overtake them and you can see the entrance to the old mine there's a sign at the edge of the clearing that says uh, caution keep out and at the entrance to the mine you can see a canine figure and it appears to be licking its wounds in the soft moonlight and As you see it, it looks up, and you can tell from the glint in its eyes that it sees you. Oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to spend my last hold now. Let's say what is being concealed here. For what is being concealed here, I think when this creature sees you, it stands up immediately and offers a long howl and it starts advancing on you and constance this strikes you as strange because if this is the source it would flee and so what is being concealed here is that this is not the source of the consensus maybe it's in the mind maybe this is a the prime guardian or something and as this wolf is stalking towards you, I think you can see down the Forest Service Road, and in the distance you see the flashing blue and red of police lights. <laughs>